Hello and welcome back to Onto the Ball. We said we'll be back Sunday evening um, to review the weekend's ball, hopefully with six points in the bag, three for Liverpool, three for Man United. It wasn't to be. We can't just stream when we're winning. So um, I was feeling a bit deflated this morning. I did promise Travis I will be streaming no matter what. And then this afternoon happened. <laughs> How are you feeling, Trav? <laughs> and uh, and we've, we've ended up we've ended up with one point between us, haven't we? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, it couldn't uh, have gone much worse. Day. A really, really tough day for us, man. Um, really tough day. I thought about our stream on Friday and, uh, night and, yeah, and what tough I said. examination, but plenty to learn from. Yeah, I thought about the stream Friday night when I said. Liverpool season starts tomorrow. I'm um, expecting a comfortable 3 0 win. <laughs> it was anything but we scored three goals, but oh my god. Um but let's oh, let's kick man. off with Same. let's kick off with what's freshest. Um and that's gonna be Yeah. You, Man United, Man City. What a game. It's hard to go in on Man United because you've been Haaland and then you've got Foden backing it up as well. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're they're incredible. I've no doubt they'll win the league and the rest of us are yeah. just playing catch up and just also mm. runs but it was a great game for a neutral if I can be classed as a neutral um, what what yeah. were you thinking what was your what was your overriding emotions yeah I mean I think we just we really did lack like the physical element of the game in terms of you can talk tactics and stuff, but if you want to compete with a team like City, like you have to believe that you can firstly get a result. And the second thing is, is that you just have to stay with people. There's going to be moments in the game, no matter how well you're playing in a game against an opposition like City, where you just have to hang in there and you have to stay with people and you have to run and you have to put in what I call like the hard yards. Yeah. And I just think... We let City get too comfortable too early in the game. Like the first five minutes when De Bruyne should have scored or I think it was Foden straight afterwards as well where we cleared it off the line. I just thought it's going to go one or two ways. Like we've got away with one or it's just going to be like that for the rest of the first half. And it went the way that I didn't want it to go where it was just wave after wave after wave of City. City attacks are stretching, the, stretching our back line pulling us from pillar to post, really. And I think they got a lot of their joy just from, like, overloading midfield. Like, I don't like to pick out the midfield because it's, it is a team game when you're defending against such a team. Like, everybody, like, the wingers have to really tuck in and you have to make yourself compact. And that was probably the biggest surprise for me over the last four games, we have been really compact. Like, we've not really played that well from an offensive standpoint, but we've been really hard to beat. And today was the opposite. We were very, very easy to penetrate, conceding chance after chance. We made a few good blocks, last-ditch blocks. Keepers made a couple of saves. But, um, yeah, again, you can't take away from City's brilliance, especially with the third goal, the De Bruyne pass to the... Um, to Haaland, that pass isn't even really on. Like, it's not even on. Like, Varane's in a decent position. He probably thinks he's got Haaland within his side. We just sort of, like, whipped a ball in behind him. That Just, like, put a bit of backspin on it so the hair can't come, but it's just mm. teasing, isn't it? It's like, like, what can you do? Like, you can't really defend that. The first couple of goals, the first goal weren't the best. 
um, and the second one's a set piece, Varane's gone off, you're just unlucky. But in a game like that, you just need to get to half-time 1-0 down or at 0-0 to give yourself a chance. The moment it's 3 or 4-0, then you, it, the, the, the second half didn't really even count. Like The score looks a little bit more respectable. but You won the second like, half. You might... Yeah, it might, but it might as well have been 6-0. Like, City took the foot off the gas. Made the game subs. was already over. Yeah, that's it. The game was it was just a little bit of an exhibition for them. So, yeah, disappointing. Um, there's no positives to take out the game apart from, I think if, I think if Ten Hag sets up again against City, he probably has to put a few more legs in midfield. Like, we had McTominay and Eriksen, and, and as good as Eriksen is, and he has been in the past four games, I think he's good if we're dominating the ball. Do you know what I mean? It probably It's probably not going to be that type of game. But it's easy to say in hindsight after you've been slapped. So I'm not going to blame the manager for that. I think but you I might think see Casemiro next... now as well, do you? McTominay didn't have the best day. And it's almost like Ten Hag must be waiting for McTominay to have a little drop-off to have a reason to put Casemiro in because the longer it goes on... yeah. He was seventy million, was it? He's he's got to start soon, hasn't he? So I think you might see Casemiro in the next game. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think he was waiting for a reason to validate his selection, and yeah, I think that will probably be the reason why he comes in in the next game. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the perfect time to bring him in. But I think it would be quite harsh to do like a, a huge shake-up. I, I know Varanga or not. Don't know how long he's going to be out. That ankle injury looks sore. One, I think he landed on his ankle, so he's probably might have done some ligaments on the inside of his ankle, which was probably you're probably looking at a few weeks there. So you were forced with that change. Um, and you know what I that means too much else. I, I, yeah, I know. Lindelof, injured, which again, yeah, I know. Lindelof probably going to come back in for um, Varane, which would leave him and Martinez, which it might get us through, but we've got some tough fixtures coming up. I know we've got. Spurs and Chelsea in a couple of weeks' time. So we got. There's no time. We can't rest on our laurels. It's straight game after game. We've got yeah. to be ready. Mad no October, excuses. isn't it? We've got a big enough squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got no excuses. I just want to move on from it as quickly as possible. Like I said, it was a bad day. It was a rough day. Um, just seemed like goals were going in every ten minutes. To be fair, I'm so um, surprised that Fernandez yeah. is the vice captain. Is that? I'm really surprised at that. Yeah. He doesn't seem a captain material at all. He's always moaning, whinging. He's not a leader. Mm. I, I thought maybe Martinez would be the natural choice to be vice skipper. Or probably even skipper in his own I right think, now, the way Maguire's going on. I think he, he is a leader in certain respects. Like, because of his win, he probably inspires a lot of the younger lads. But like you said, he looks like he's moaning all the time. So that can sometimes have a little bit of an adverse effect on his own performance. And I think his own performances have been affected more than anything. Um, like you said, he's got moments of brilliance where he can create a chance at, at a nothing or he can score a good goal. But I think, like you said, he probably needs to just concentrate on his own performance. And, that, and the emotions can get the better of him. In a game like today, you have to be ice cold um, with your emotion in, in a game like today. And I think... I'm not saying he lost it, but like you said, I think once it got to the 34th minute and the 70th, and I think our heads just, just dropped. And Tenog did actually say in his post-match that he was surprised that we lacked so much self-belief in a game like that after the week being on. 
But again, I think it's time for us to just not get too carried away with the defeats and not get too carried away with the wins as well. It's still very early in the process. He's eight games into his managerial and we need to still look at the long term. Like City can dismantle most teams in world football if you catch them on a bad day. And today we caught them on a really bad day. Like Haaland was just on flames. Mm-hmm. You had Foden on flames. Bernardo Silva, a lot of his work just like yeah. just goes unrecognised. He's unbelievable what he does for Manchester City's team. Like Gundogan as well. I know this is what I'm saying. Just... He's not in the DM, but just everyone can play in any position in that mm-hmm. team. I think you could put Bernardo silver centre half and he'd boss it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Just he's just so good on the ball. Like every single player is so good on the ball. They could just all play in midfield. They're just a joke of a side, to be honest. When I looked at the Man among... City side and I seen that they mm. weren't playing Laporte or Diaz and they had the Akanji mm. and Ake at the back. Did you think yeah. hang on a minute, I can see a slight chance here. But they just you had no oh. no chance. They were solid. Yeah, I thought I thought more Rodri being missing would have been a bigger blow because like he's the most different type of midfielder you got. And I thought, oh, they've got Gundogan, um, Gundogan, De Bruyne and um, Foden and, and Bernardo Silva. And I just thought, yeah, they'll be good in possession, but what are they like on the counter attack? But it didn't really matter because they just they all worked so hard to win the ball back. But I think Pep teams are like that anyway. Like his Barcelona teams were the same. They just, they had that nine second rule. As soon as they lost it, they just got it back. And that's what happened. They just swarmed us in that first half and just battered us senseless. Where we just, second half, it was just, you might as well just not even come out for the second half. Because I think mentally we knew the game was over. Isn't Haaland a strange uh, phenomenon? Like, I just want to watch him all day long. And yeah. it's almost like I like it when he scores. Like, it, yeah. obviously, it's it's no good for Liverpool. It's no good for Man United or anyone else. But he yeah. could get... He'll get 50 league goals. He'll probably get 80 oh, yeah. in all comps. Um, I sent you that yeah. picture earlier. Messi and Ronaldo, at the age of 22, had around 50 goals each. And mm. Haaland's got 170 at 22 years old. I mean, mm. this is just... Like it's genuinely frightening. So what's he got now? Fourteen league goals in eight league games. Fourteen league. Yeah, and then he's got like four Champions League goals as well. I mean, this is just ripping up the script, and it's gonna be. It's just turn October as well. Like, yeah, it's a joke, really. To be honest, when you think about it, I think what's so scary about him as well is that how he makes difficult things look easy. Do you know what I mean? So the easy stuff. He doesn't even really need to think about it. But then things where he's like on the stretch and he's putting it in. Yeah. Like, like that De Bruyne goal, it's not... Yeah. I know De Bruyne technically puts it on a plate for him, but it's still a no. difficult finish like on the stretch. It's yeah. just such a difficult finish and he just no. made it look so easy. I don't think that. that was on the plate. You think of how many no. strikers reach there. They'd be lucky just to touch it and you know, go out for a goal yeah. kick. With him, he doesn't just touch it; he controls it, puts it exactly where he wants. And you think of all these, well. all these goals. He seems to be stretching a left leg up here, a right leg up there, stretching yeah. down at the back. But he's just always there. It's it's incredible. It really is. But you have to give credit to Man City in terms of their hierarchy and the business because they could have gone out under pressure, bought Harry Kane for 130 million and stuff, and they were under pressure to go and get a centre forward. Well, that would have ruined it. Knew. Wouldn't yeah. it? It'd have ruined yeah. it for the Premier League because Haaland wouldn't have knew. come then, would he? They so obviously so... knew what they were doing strategically. Like to get him at the money they got him, like fifty million. I know his wages would be big, but 
like it's just a bargain. Do you know what I mean? The overall package is such a bargain. The wages, the longevity of the contract, what they paid, it's literally the perfect deal. And I think a lot of people have doubts as to whether he'd fit into a Pep Guardiola team. But because he's wired up so differently, like that pace and behind, like if teams want to press high, he's lightning quick. So they don't want to press high. Then they drop in. He can he can pin you. Do you know what I mean? He can roll you. You didn't want to the far sticky out jump shield. Do you know what I mean? Like physically, there's literally no angle you can really cater for him for. Yeah. And I just think the best way to stop him is you've got to put more than one man around him. Do you know what I mean? When he's in the box, you've got to have someone tackling from the front. You've got to have someone really tight. Like you, you literally, you've got to be horrible. You've got to foul him. You, and I think. Teams have just got to start disrespecting him and, and making it ugly for him. That's literally it. He can probably deal with it and he'll probably find a way, but you've got to try and limit him as much as you can. He will deal with it. Did you see that clip? Uh, I think it was against Villa. A defender was trying to manhandle him as they were both running towards the goal. Did you just see yeah, him Crystal throw Palace. him off? Yeah, Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah, he just threw him, yeah, he He's just a monster. There was a, there was a moment in today's game where he laid it off just over the halfway line. I don't know if you've seen it. It was on about the hour mark. Yeah. And yeah. he laid it off and he wanted to get in the box. And did you see the speed of him? There was just yeah. a moment. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was literally like he was gliding. All of, mm. Everyone else was running back, but he was just overtaking them all. And oh, Yeah. He's, he's not. He don't even seem real, man. He don't even seem oh, real. That's the thing. But like you said, it, it the service he's getting there, like it, it's just from all angles. Like we've not even mentioned Cancelo. Do you know what I mean? Like Cancelo, such a good provider. Like De Bruyne is just outrageous. I, I just can't. I don't even know what to say about De Bruyne. He's just a joke. But then you've got like Foden. You've got Bernardo Silva and then the depth that they've got. Mares we've not even mentioned. Do you know what I mean? He didn't even play. Grealish had a good game today. He turned up like he's not really been good, I don't think, since he's turned up to Manchester City. I don't think he's justified the transfer fee. But today, he was so direct. Every time he got it, he wanted to hurt United. And we just couldn't cope with it. Do you know what I mean? We couldn't cope with the intensity, the pace that they played at, the movement. It was just too much for us in that first half, and it just it finished the game with before the second half even started. Yeah, definitely. What what do the rest of the league need, or is it just impossible to match City now? They this is City for the next two or three years. Do we all just pack up and go home, or is there is there anything we can do? It's. Mm. I mean, obviously, Man think, United have spent yeah. more than Man City. Um, I read. Head on Sky Sports while I was watching the game. City have spent one point three four billion, and yeah. Man United have spent one point four two or something. I don't know when the time span that is. Maybe that's while Pep's been in, um, in charge. So well, it's not just about oh we want to spend money and we'll be up there. It's it's obviously not as simple as that. Perspective's a big thing, isn't it? Because you can't really, you can't judge. Like, that wasn't really a barometer for, like, Manu's progress, really. No. It can be in some senses, but the wider picture is the manager's been there for eight games, you know what I mean? It's still early days. There's still a lot of that mental and emotional side that he needs to coach out of the players. We've got new players that need to settle properly into this team, the likes of Anthony and stuff. Um, Rashford's not naturally a strike. He's probably trying to convert him into that. Mm. Then the midfield blend isn't probably going to be the final pieces of the puzzle. Do you know what I mean? I think we'll still end up signing another box-to-box midfielder. The full-backs are young. 
Do you know what I mean? Malacio's done excellent, but he's still young. Mm-hmm. And you've got Dallo, who's still young, who's done well. So it was a real stern examination, and, and it was tested to its limits today, and, it, and the pressure broke. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not... Although I predicted one each because of the way we were defending, like I said at the end of my prediction, I wouldn't be surprised if we got ripped apart, and I wouldn't be surprised if we nicked it. It was just one of those games... What it could have literally gone any way, and and today we were on the receiving end of a spanking, and it's just one of those things you just got to hold it and move on and look, yeah. try and learn from it as best as possible. That was some strike from Anthony. Hmm. Yeah, really good. And now, please, please for him. It was a good finish. Like I said, it didn't really have an impact on the game, but it was good. And Martial showed promise when he came on. I just hope he can stay fit now because it's always been his issue. He's, he's a talented boy, but. If he can't stay fit, it just it just kills us really. But I think he links the play up so well, and I think that's what we've been missing against those teams that like to sit in. He he, he does really link the play well. So hopefully we can put a little bit of a run together. I know we've got Spurs, we've got Everton next, and we've got Spurs coming up and Chelsea. So I think we've really got to put a run together now and and win our home games. Spurs at home is a big game. We've got to go out and show that we we can win those home games. I know mean, we beat Arsenal and Liverpool so far at home. So we've got to go and beat Spurs now and start picking up some more points again. Mm-hmm. What about Malassia? Did he come off injured or was that just a tactical switch at half-time for sure? Mm. You're obviously hoping it was just tactical because uh, yeah. he no, started I think well. I, yeah, he has started well. And I think he found today tough, really. Um De Bruyne, when he hugs that right channel, do you know what I mean? You're always going to find... Because as a fullback, he picks up quite intelligent positions, De Bruyne. Like, you don't know whether to go tight. Then you've got a, a fullback that's bombing down, overlapping him. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you've not got a winger like in Sancho, who's naturally, like, not that defensive type winger, mm. then it's going to be hard for a fullback. That's why I think, like, in an ideal world, if Martial's fit and Rashford down that left hand side you get a lot more a lot better defensive work rate as a team so Martial's so important to us for more reasons than one do you know what I mean from a defensive perspective in that type of game I think you get a lot more out of Rashford than Sancho from a defensive mm. perspective Sancho was quiet was today wasn't he struggle. I haven't was seen quiet, Sancho yeah he was quiet so, Quiet. if you're Ten Hag then, off the back of this, are you thinking, that was a hammering, mm. I'm going to be looking to change two or three in the team, or do you just write it off yeah. that City are just head and shoulders above everyone, let's not overreact? Um, what what yeah. would you do? Obviously, some of them might be forced if Varane's injured, if Malassi yeah. is injured. Sure. Yeah, it's not, it's not time to panic losing City like that. I know the fan base will be emotional, but... A lot of our fan base are still holding on to this we're Man United, do you know what I mean? That them days are long gone, them Fergie days. We're still we're still that still seeps into the fan base every now and again, like we sh- we should be embarrassed. And obviously Roy Keane speaks in the same vein on T V, which fair play has been part of Man U's most successful area era and he and he um he's warranted that respect in order to say what he wants, which is fine. But I don't necessarily always agree have to agree with what people say. And from my perspective, I think, like, it's, it is a rebuild. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was saying eight games ago, United have to start it's fresh. Do you know what I mean? On the back of the Oli era, we're going to need a brand new team, brand new this, brand new that. So we're just off the back of winning four straight, conceding three goals, and we've had a four-week break. 
we've been beat by Man City, probably the best team in the world. So it's not it's not time to start like making whole changes and and like over analyzing stuff. We just need to bounce back positively, and there's, and there's no better way to do. In Friday night, um, just saying it'd be a routine three 0 win. <laughs> Brighton have lost their manager. Uh, it's like we've had a little mini pre-season couple of weeks, no game, and it was anything but. We yeah. were lethargic. We were definitely off the boil. Trent Arnold had probably his worst game of the season, and that's saying something. That's the, off the back of, obviously, coming away from England, where so much focus was on Alexander-Arnold and his omission from not only the starting lineup but then the squad for the second game based on yesterday that's justified yeah. um this the first goal you can forgive because he, he did slip and it was just it was a great he goal slipped, by yeah. Trossard I should probably start about talking about Brighton I don't want to take anything away from Brighton I was watching that game yesterday and I was straight on the internet checking out these players Caicedo yeah. Trossard uh, McAllister checking their ages checking where they come from you know I'm th- sitting there thinking we've we've got to have our scouts scouting these players that Alexis McAllister uh, Caicedo yeah. is obviously the next big thing fantastic Trossard checked him out I mean I've seen him before he is, I knew he was a good player but he's 27 he, um, come from Genk and all you can do yeah. is marvel. Even Welbeck looked at a baller yesterday. He was yeah. Welbeck was fantastic leading that line. Uh, Brighton yeah. have just got it going on. What's what's the new manager? De Zebri is it? Um, yeah, De Zebri. Yeah. He is obviously come into a fantastic squad, and he must come in and just say to the players more of the same. Yeah. What, what a team! They're going to be comfortable top eight. Um, not comfortable they could gate crash the top six easily yeah easily I agree I don't know what the squad depth's like but that first 11 and the the, the mad thing about it I'm sure we said on the other streamers they sold what would probably be regarded as their two best players Uh, Kukurela Neil Morpé Kukurela Neil Morpé went to Everton Everton. he's not been playing they've got a little bit of depth there in the squad as well They've obviously got a philosophy that Potter's had and they've just, like you said, they'll just continue that and the manager will put his own spin on it. But they are a good side and they'll cause troubles to a lot of top teams. Um, I think from a Liverpool standpoint, you're going to be disappointed to to come back and be leading 3-2 and then throw it away at the end. This is is us all over at the minute. When we signed, obviously, Mm. Alisson, Van Dijk, we had Matip, Gomez, Alexander-Arnold, Robbo. We just had this aura of ours, and it was probably Van Dijk that was the catalyst for that, that if we go 1-0 up, we just felt so safe. And so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll defend. We'll, we'll see out the 1-0. We'll try and nick a goal, get 2-0. It was all just calm, controlled. Right now, it's anything but. As soon as it went 3-2, you thought, I can just picture this now, 3-3. You the rocky knew, at the minute. Oh, you knew it was coming, but but even before then, one nil, they deserved it. Two nil, they deserved it. It could have been three. It could have been four. And obviously, you sit there and you're thinking, look, Jurgen Klopp's the messiah. Of course, he is. He is the next mm. best thing since Bill Shankly. However, <laughs> he is human. Yeah, yeah. 
Luis Diaz should have started. Nunes needs a run of games now. And I know it's probably off the back of the international break. I don't know how many miles they've travelled when they got in, whether they're jet-lagged, yeah. but it, could, it, it can work the other way. Give them 60 minutes. And if they're flagging, take them off. The game might be already won by then. I mean, Luis Diaz come on at halftime anyway, so that's 45 minutes. He changed the game, the momentum. But by then, it was probably too little too late. Even though we went 3-2 up, we didn't deserve it. So no. we were riding our luck. Um, but yeah, again, Alexander-Arnold, like I say, uh, not at fault for the first two goals, but he could have done better on both. Definitely the He's second having a rough one. time. He's having, a, He's rough having time. a real rough time. It's not just, well, he kind of gets not one 2 around because it's not one 2 but he goes to the player with the ball. They just play it, lay it off behind him. The runner goes in there, so you're thinking Matip should be there chasing the runner. And then you'd probably be relying on Fabinho to be folding in and give that extra protection. It's just not there. Yeah. It's like Kamikaze defending at the minute. And even Van Dijk with a Van Dyke equalizing goal. He's missing it. But what what what's the vibe in the fan base? Like being honest, because obviously you're gonna read a lot of Liverpool stuff now. So I, when I scroll through Twitter, I'm seeing quite a bit about Klopp, I'll be honest. I'm seeing yeah, yeah. quite a bit about Klopp and people questioning him now. Um, yeah. I've so, been talking today. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends has got a bit of theory that Klopp might have lost the dressing room. Right. No, no I don't think so because he's, he's so popular mm. and it, it is such a tight-knit dressing room. You can Based tell on they, what, they all though? get Based on. Based on what? It, Based on what? I keep going back to it and it's, it's surely it, but it might be. I hope it isn't, but Salah's contract. Really? Yeah, it could easily be as that. You know, if you've got a Man City, Man United, they're all on 300 grand a week. You go to Liverpool, it's only Salah. So you can imagine in any workplace, any team, Yeah. if you've got the one player who's up here, Top shelf. The rest of them are seen as minions. You can imagine all the rest of them thinking, "Is he the the guy? Is he all right? Well, you know, he'll do it for you then, will he? He'll win every game for you, will he? We're not. We're obviously not important enough. We're not as important, yeah. And and they can only be knocking on the door saying, you know, I want up towards three hundred grand as well. I think I'm just as important. And you can actually think of the players. It's very believable. It could be Alexander Arnold. It could be Van Dyke easily. Um, mm. so I hope that but this is the true. bad thing about agents as well because like someone like Trent he's homegrown do you know what I mean he's a scout lad mm. and he's still young so if he's kicking off about the money Salah's getting mm-hmm. he just needs to knuckle down because he the, a lot of players they do they are ill-advised do you know what I mean about the things that they come out with or mm-hmm. the way they portray themselves on the pitch or, or the decisions that they decide to choose, they choose to make. And I, and I don't want to bear off from Liverpool, but just a quick example was Marcus Rashford. He was playing poorly for a good 18 months. Like, well, the back end of the Oli era, a, a full season under Oli. I think he carried us in Oli's second season when we got to the Europa League final, lost it. And then that, all that season, Rashford was playing poorly. And he was poor halfway through Oli's second season as well, but he was scoring goals, so it was like papering over the cracks a little bit. And then he got a lot of noise from Rashford's camp saying that PSG were looking at him and he was coming out saying this and that. 
And sometimes footballers just need to get their head down and work hard. I think Trent's in that bracket now. Yeah. The best thing he can do is just get his head down and forget about anything. Even if he is a little bit disgruntled about the wages and stuff, and it's a factor, it don't benefit your career cutting your nose off to spite your face. Because let's say he wants to leave for more money, there's not many other clubs that he's going to go to that are going to give him better opportunities than what Liverpool can offer in terms of competing for trophies. So let's say he's poor. I'm not saying he's going to fall from grace like Deli Alley, but where is he going to go? Like he's, he's not playing well. Do you know what I mean? You have to be playing well still. Even if you're vexed about something, you still have to be playing well in order to engineer what you want to engineer. If he, If he's not playing well... Who's going to take him? Do you know what I mean? And this is the thing, like... And there's the rub the with... Uh, yeah. Obviously, when you talk about Alexander-Arnold, you, you can say that. You know, you still should be at the top of your game and your next contract, that'll be you when you're 25, 26. That wouldn't explain yeah. it for Van Dyke though, because he's obviously 31 now. So he, in mm. his head, must be thinking, that was my chance to have the 300 grand a week. I'll never get it now. And yeah. he might be downing tools a little bit, saving himself for the World Cup, whatever way you want to spin it. Um, but yeah, it was... We wanted it to be the start of our season yesterday and it was anything but. It's just more of the same. Another draw, another home draw with it as well. You've got to win your home games. Um, but again, I, I don't want to seem like I'm kicking clock because... <laughs> Um, I probably won't say this if we ever end you up. You are with, a bit there. You are a bit there. starting to turn a little bit. I can see the cogs turning a little no, bit. No, no, no. Honestly, I will happily see Klopp sell the whole squad and start again. That's what I think. But yeah. at the same time, what I'm about to say, right, first of all, mm. bringing on 37-year-old James Milner at left-back, it made no <laughs> sense at all. No sense. Simicass has been patient for a year now. Um He's going to get a shot a couple of games in a row. He must be saying, I'll play 90 minutes every game. So it made no sense from from that perspective. But at the same time, Klopp might be being clever. I don't think he's been backed in the transfer market. So he might be saying, look what you're making me do. I have to play James Milner, centre mid, right back. Right back last game, left back this game. He might be trying to say to the owners... Sending a message to the board. Yes. Mm. And my God, he sends a message because every time Milner gets on the park now, it is almost like a bit defeatist. Yeah, it's a bit Mm. like, this is is obviously how bad it's got that we've got Milner right back. It's a hard watch. It's a hard watch, man. Yeah. He he shouldn't be putting him through that as well. It's not fair on Milner either. But I don't think it... I don't think it was fair on Simicast. Like I say, he's been so patient and he's a popular member of the squad... Um, and I thought he must have a good character about him because if you're not playing, you might go into yourself a bit. I'm not, I don't feel part of it, but he's a real popular member of the squad. You think he must be a great guy. He's been patient, and now you're taking him off on 65 minutes. Um, and but it then... doesn't get any easier for you, does it? I mean, you got no. Arsenal there. Um, are you at, are you at home or away at Arsenal? We're away at Arsenal. Away um, at Arsenal. And then we've got Man City at home. They're the next two <laughs> league games. Uh, but yeah, just to stick the final boot in if on Man, Klopp. If you catch Man City, <laughs> like, if you catch Man City on a day like you did today, that is oh, going to be yeah. absolutely dreadful. Yeah, I'm already Because you are shipping it. goals in a minute. You're conceding th- you conceded three yesterday, four in Napoli. Do you know what I mean? You're not, you're not watertight, are you? So oh, God. You catch Anything City but... on that... On, 
you can't say like that. That's going to be a struggle. And really I think is. I think that's where it, Klopp's got to look at it a bit and maybe try to give a bit more protection. Maybe try to go four two three one. I mean, he's brought in Nunes again, just following. I'm not kicking Klopp, but yeah, to bring yeah. on Nunes you on kicked, the 89th minute. You kicked him three times now, by the way. You kicked, you kicked him three times now, by the way. But you're not kicking him. No, but I'm, I'm on his side. He's trying to send a message yeah. to the owners, right? So in yeah. in sending a message, he puts Nunes yeah, yeah. on the 89th minute. I just can't, I can't see why. Mm-hmm. If he still had Divock Origi at the club, he'd have been, he'd on, been on way earlier. 75 minutes 80 minutes latest go and do what Divock yeah. does get us the winner so to leave Nunes oh, it's just the mind I'm boggled not, not I don't think he fancies Nunes no. this is my genuine opinion this is just from me not influenced by anyone but I don't think he fancies Nunes because by now he should be starting games do you know what I mean I, I know people say a bit of time to integrate and stuff but like you said you would be coming on a lot earlier in games because it's not like you've been winning them. You've been chasing games a lot. You need a goal. You've got a striker that you paid nearly 100 million euros for with in, in with the add-ons included. Why is he not getting more game time? And it's the same with United, with Van Der Beek. Do you know what I mean? When, when he was signed, he wasn't playing under Ollie. He's still not playing now. It I think it's... it's... An, enig- an enigma. And we don't want that to happen. I think it's too early to say he doesn't fancy him. Like we said in Friday night stream, yeah. obviously the red card was a three-match ban. The Queen passing away, two games cancelled. The international break. I think it's too early for that. Um, but I yeah. do. Th- I, we must have set up in pre-season to be thinking we're going to have an out-and-out number nine now. So that might have been Diaz and Salah more out on the wings, more like wingers. And that kind of follows on to what I was just about to say. It might be time for four-two-three-one. So the two will give the defence a bit, a bit more protection be that Thiago or mm. Henderson with Fabinho. Although after yesterday's game, it could easily be Fabinho out and Henderson, Thiago. And then you have Bobby in that three with Nunes up front. Um, that might be a yeah. way to go. But at the same time, Klopp very rarely strays from 4-3-3. He's done the odd 4-2-4 before. Um, he's he's mm. had Jota on with Fabinho, Mane and Salah. He'd done that against Man City last season. And it was quite effective. It just looked odd at times. Um, but yeah, we've I just got to change something though. I think we've got, we've just got something. we've got to get Nunes on. You don't spend all that money. Hopefully he's up to speed. He's working hard in training. Which, as I said, Friday night, get him in for five games in a row. It's time to see what he's about. Um, I was looking at his stats <laughs> earlier this morning, thinking, have we signed a dud? No, I'm sure we haven't, and fingers crossed. But I looked at his yeah. statistics and I thought, Michu had them st- statistics at Swansea for that one season. You look at yeah. his Benfica statistics, it was six goals the year before in something like 35 games, and that's pretty terrible for a number yeah. nine. And then last season it was something like 36 games and 28 goals. And I thought, but so did Michu. Michu had that one good season and Arsenal nearly bought him. So before we yeah, go down that it, line, it, just we've got to play. Last thing before you, last thing as well. I think there's a lot of pressure on Nunes as well because instantly, because of his physical size, people compared him to Haaland straight away. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that is a big thing. People are comparing him to Haaland and just saying he's dead, like which I even think is a little bit unfair. I think we've had banter and stuff, 
about it, but he shouldn't compare him to Erling Haaland. Like, Erling Haaland is in the league of his own, do you know what I mean? So, like, to compare him to that, he's never going to live up to that standard. And it's the same, like, with United managers. We expect them to all be Fergie. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah, like you said, he needs a run of games now. He needs a run of games now. Six to eight games, starting every game. If it's in the league and you rest him in the Champions League, whatever. But he needs eight games now where he's playing and getting used to the way you play. And then hopefully we can see the best of him. Well, we've got a double header coming up against Rangers either side of the Arsenal game. Yeah. So that's three games now. I'm not saying Rangers will be easy. Definitely not. That'd be stupid no, to say the Battle of Britain. No. But if he could play in them three, get a couple of goals, boost his confidence, try to try to uh, settle into our new shape of having a number nine, then things will start looking yeah. up. But the first thing is first, we've got to stop shipping goals. It really is as simple mm-hmm. as that. And how we're going to do that, um, that's on Jurgen Klopp. The players obviously need to work as hard as they can. Fabinho needs to up his game. He's probably, if I talk about the defence but include Fabinho in that, I'm probably more worried about Fabinho than any of them. Alexander-Arnold yeah. has got his problems. Matip's the best centre-back in the world. I've told you that for a couple of years. Um, Van yeah. Dijk's Van Dijk and Robertson's yeah. going to come back from injury. But Fabinho, he's not, he's not the Fabinho that we knew. I don't know if he's it's form. No. I don't know if it's um confidence. I don't is he in the Brazil squad? Is he going to the World Cup? Or is he on the fringes? Do you know have you looked at the was he in the last squad? He don't start. He does it does he does get in the squad but he doesn't start. Yeah. Um Casemiro starts with Fred. With Fred, yeah. Term. So again that'll do us a favour if he doesn't mm. go to the World Cup. I'm just writing off all Liverpool players not going to the World Cup. Just to yeah. benefit Liverpool. None of them are going at this rate. Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are going at this rate. Right, mate, we've got to wrap it up there. The uh, timer yeah. is flashing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll schedule another stream for later in the week and we'll enjoy the Champions League. I feel League better now. I've got all that energy out of my system. Got all <laughs> yes. the energy out now. feel much better. Just lock it off. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Okay, cheers, brother. I'll see you in the next stream. Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe, please. It really helps us out a lot. Thank you.